politicians said it all the time. You don't let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, we all took advantage of it. Hey, well, it's getting heated in this uh in this edition of uh, Rock the Culture. <laughs> Your boy Rep Blake, y'all, he excited. We've been off a couple of weeks. You can tell he excited. He been uh-huh. yelling. He been yelling the whole time. He ain't had nobody to argue with. He been snowed in. I've been arguing with Q every night. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Man, welcome back to Rock the Culture. This is a podcast we're being perspective and conversation on all things Central Arkansas, all things Little Rock, all things the culture. I'm your host, Antoine Phillips. You can find me on all social media at A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. And you hear him chiming in. This your favorite, always repping two terms, two takes, three Ooh, terms. Ooh, that's why, that's why you two, two take Blake. Off two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm three takes. <laughs> <laughs> Two takes, three turns, Chiefs in the building. You can find me on Instagram at RepBlake36. Man, uh, it's good to be back. Obviously, we had this historic snowfall uh, that threw off our uh, recording, so we appreciate y'all being patient with us. I uh, want to appreciate our guy, Grammy Q-Note, on the IG. Snowfall actually come out tomorrow. It's bad joke, Blake. It, it wasn't a joke. Strike it's again. Snowfall come out tomorrow. You know what? Part of my snow... Uh, time at the house. Was watching snowfall. I started snowfall. Franklin Saint. And uh, I, I'm not far enough along yet to be on the snowfall bandwagon just season, yet. Season two and three, bro. Season but I, I, three. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. On my way. But you interrupted. I try to give my a bad. shout out to my Grammy bad. Q my Note. Bad. My bad. My bad. Want to give a shout out to Grammy Q Note on the IG. Cadena produced the pod. Um, Keys to the City TV films on YouTube. And again, if you if you got music needs, you got podcast needs, you need to holler at Grammy Q Note. You, you got you got golf instructor needs. Hey man, you, you been you been watching his IG? <laughs> Boy, he almost hit a spectator in the head. You see that? <laughs> Grammy, hey Grammy Q Note may be looking for a new place to stay once his neighbors <laughs> realize he hitting golf balls off their windows. <laughs> So, hey, if, if you're a landlord, you got a place, Greg Kuno may be. not your titty. <laughs> <laughs> he may be hollering. He's working on his golf game, though. Uh, we're going to, we, hey, you know what we supposed to be doing? What's that? Doing a rock the coach on the golf course. We're we supposed to be getting J. Q, Cole. Q, Q's probably working on it for us. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're going to make that happen this spring. We're make it happen, bro. Make that happen this spring. But we need to get to the rundown, man. Uh, because of the snow, I don't want to, I mean, we didn't talk about that. Everybody know about it. We ain't going to get that. This rock the coach. We come to bring you perspective and conversation on things that, <laughs> Important so to the snow, culture. Snow not for the culture. Snow is not snow for the culture. Not this culture. <laughs> it's not our culture. <laughs> it don't snow after. <laughs> it's not our culture. Uh, but we got an interesting show today because we're gonna bring perspective on some issues today. Uh, that you know, in the news, but just not directly news related. I do want to talk about Blake, uh, Senator Jim Hendren. Yeah, leaving the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about because we ain't talked about this. Um, Tim Griffin leaving the governor's race. Jim Hendren entering the governor's race. Right. So we need to talk about how all those things uh, work out together. Uh, need to talk about hate crime legislation uh, and how it's related to the city board here in Little Rock. Okay. Uh, but where I want to start, Blake, is uh, the movie that came out over the past week, two weeks ago, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is a story about Fred Hampton. Uh, and his role in the Black Panther movement in the in the late '60s, and ultimately his assassination. Uh, but I want to give context to some of our culture cohorts. If you hadn't watched the movie, didn't understand Fred Hampton, I want us to kind of talk about that and shed I some light even, on it. You know what? I would even question the analysis that it was about Fred Hampton. 
even the title made, made me start thinking that it's really it's about the system and how the the pressure that was put on on Fred Hampton. Even if you look at the movie, this movie is called Judas and the Black because it is about old William O'Neill, right? And and how the uh, it was institutional pressure put on um, people around uh, the Panthers and Fred Hampton and and what happened, what was the result of Fred Hampton? Well, so let's give a context. So if you hadn't seen the movie yet, uh, and we're probably going to spoil it for you, but you still need to watch it. Uh, and I agree with you that this is a comparison piece mm-hmm. where you have Judas, but you can't have a Judas without, without a, Messiah. a Messiah. That's true. And you know what Jay-Z said. What did he say, Twan? He said, uh, see, success is like a suicide. If you succeed, be prepared to be crucified. See Caesar, see Brutus, see Jesus, see Judas. So there are situations where you're going to have the the uh, protagonist and then you can't have an antagonist without a protagonist. So you needed Fred Hampton in this movie, in this uh, depiction to show how involved the government was mm-hmm. in preventing the progression of rights for black people, the uh, pushing back of systematic institutionalized racism uh, in our country. Uh, so I think it, he, we need to tell that story because yeah. people hadn't heard it. And the story, short, short version is Fred Hampton is a young guy, 21, I think. 21 when he was assassinated. Yeah. 21 when he was assassinated that was leading the, uh, the chairman of the Black Party in Chicago, Black Panther Party, the Black Party. And I may be on to something. Because we're going to talk about that when we talk about Jim Hendren, too. Um, but he was the chairman of the Black Panther Party in the late 60s in Chicago. And he was being very successful in persuading people. And he developed a coalition between other pro-black movements in Chicago, some, you know, pro, uh, can you be pro-white movement? And I don't think that may be not the right term. But what, there was other groups of white people who was uh, had issues with the government, Hispanic folks, and he was able to get them all together and say, hey, they treating us all bad, and we need to fight against this and highlight the in- inequalities in our community, how we're being treated. He also led the movement uh, for the free breakfast for kids in school, medical clinics. So he's starting this movement, and apparently FBI said that's the last thing we need is a black messiah. So what you do with a messiah, you assassinate. You martyr him, yeah. Uh, so that's the context of the move, but I want to talk about, Blake, what, what, what you just mentioned, you're talking about you needed that comparison, but also what it means for us today to hear that story in 2021. To step back and actually um, fully look at the story, um, I don't think a lot of people knew that when, you, when you're watching this movie that, that Fred is 21. Right. And William O'Neill is 17. So that's that's and that's hard to do because the actors obviously are much older than that. But it it, it also should should have you questioning: Is William O'Neill a villain or not? Um, I a lot of people are accused and commit crimes. Um, a lot of people are pressured uh, to to do some things they they wouldn't that um is not that is. Not above the code, okay. So, are not you insinuating what what I'm what I'm hearing you say? Two take. You saying that William this O'Neill, was a, this a young man, was used, so influenced and used by the government the artist, that he's not the, really a the villain. American government, yeah, that he's not a villain. It, he 
to what extent is he is he a villain? You know, it, it's some stuff that he that we we know he he felt like he was a villain. I mean, he committed suicide. Um, but I mean, at what point do we look and say was was he not um, was he not a victim as well? Now that that's heavy, because uh, based on the depiction in the movie, he definitely was used and manipulated uh, multiple times mm-hmm. by he's the seventeen F- years old. Yeah, by now, I mean, I, and and when you think when you see that and you start watching some of the scenes where he's asking the the FBI, "Hey, how much you make?" and so he's he's a he's a teenager, right? He's really green. I mean, he out here running the streets of Chicago, but I mean, he's he's literally a teenager. And there was multiple times where you can quote unquote he tried to get out, but then you know, akin to something that's uh, what happens in our culture all the time now, the system holds things over your head mm-hmm. and force you. I mean, I, I'm comparing those conversations to plea negotiations. Yeah, you know, hey, you need to plead to this because otherwise, if you don't, who knows how bad it's gonna be? We got the death penalty hanging out here. Right. Seriously. We got we got 25 to life hanging out here. Uh, even though you didn't do you it, didn't do, you know you didn't do it. But am I gonna take that chance? And he was—he had his back against the wall a couple of times, uh, where he was like, "Well, I'm not gonna take that chance. I'm gonna ride with the FBI." Uh, and it ultimately led to the assassination of Fred Hampton and a bunch of other folks. Yeah. And from a culture perspective, we don't hear about that story enough. Think about it, man. It's, we're talking about 50 years ago, right? Right. We're talking about. Actions that were probably that were um, against the law, that were actions that happened. What? Whose actions? The United States government. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking speculation. Yeah, it is. They have they have paid civil penalties. They have admitted in court to being uh, being actors in assassination of both both Malcolm X and Fred Hampton and Martin Luther King. Um, So it is when you when you look at what happened 50 years ago. And the same That's not long ago. And you, you have the same people who are framing the history. Of course we don't know what happened. Of course we are we are uh limited to the to the amount, to the access of information that, that is out there. So so we don't we don't understand how um what the role was played by these young black folks. Because, uh, I mean when you look at Malcolm and Martin, they're 39. You look at Fred Hampton, man, he's 21 years old. And and he wasn't the only one. There was a host of young brothers and sisters that were that were either locked up or eliminated by the U.S. government for freedom fighting. And th- and there's two things I thought of when you said that. One is you know those you said those who tell them the story is the reason why our version is limited. It also is why the version of history we hear has a different slant because when you're in ele- elementary school or high school. When you hear about Black Panthers, you hear this militant black folks ready to shoot at the cops. You don't hear about the breakfast program. You don't hear about the medical clinic. Uh, you don't hear about coalition building against systematic issues that's being imposed by our government. And you don't get that side of the story. The other thing so I hear pro 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 Second Amendment and and, and gun ownership. Right. I mean, it's 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 amazing how the framing of. Yep. Um, of movements, the framing of time periods, um, how, who, and how, and why that framing happens should always be be evaluated. And and the other part is you talking about the age of those folks, and why now in society, you know, when people do things at a certain age, 
you, the mayor, me, uh, anybody running for office, Jamie Scott here locally, you know, that's under 40, you know, we're like, they're young. They're calling us young. But people have been making huge moves at non-old age yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's just a reminder for folks, no matter where you are, your standing or age in life, there's a there's a place for you to make an impact. Absolutely. Um, but obviously it's not to come at the extent that Fred Hampton did, but like our guy Jay-Z told us, when you're successful, be prepared to be crucified. And that doesn't necessarily mean literally yeah. in the sense of uh, what happened uh, to Fred Hampton. But when you're when you're going against the system, when you're rocking the culture, when the culture is being shaken, people are gonna take shots at you. Yep. Metaphorically. Um, and, and you gotta be prepared for that. Uh, so I thought this movie was uh I've been waiting on it. I was happy to watch it. I've been waiting on it for a while. Uh I was pissed. Uh, you know, yeah. even knowing the story, you still watch it like what? I I'm still waiting on, on the Fred Hampton movie though. You know, I'm still waiting on on, on how, how when they dive into how he was you know, a, a legal scholar. He's a self-trained legal scholar. Yeah. How how he became how how does a twenty-one-year-old become the leader of the black of the chairman of the Black Panther Party in the second largest city of, at that time with, with, with African Americans? Yeah. In the country, like how how does that happen? Yeah, how, we don't. That the, this movie you, you doesn't show to, you that. Yeah, this you, movie you just show. it starts with him being the chairman. Yeah. Um, and then obviously ends the way it does. So if y'all hadn't checked that out yet, uh, you can go watch it on HBO Max. And according to Blake, uh, theater's going out of business uh, for good because they ain't digitized yet. Ain't that right, Blake? Uh, you ain't got to put that on me. You put that on theater. <laughs> now, you got to record to Blake. You can, you can look at Wall Street bits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then so, uh, and I want to transition to some uh, local news that that happened. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about the gu- gubernatorial. There you go. Gubernatorial. What I say? Gubernatorial. Like I, a goober. <laughs> so I missed a syllable. <laughs> gubernatorial. There you go. Got to get that nut. No, whoa. Get that nut in it. Put a little nut in it. And that's that jagged edge and a shorty. Put a little. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Blake. Blake, be for real, bro. You a professional, bro. Gubernatorial. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the gubernatorial. So, uh, recent news, uh, Senator Jim Hendren made his announcement. Uh, and before we get into the race, before we get into the race, let's talk about just the announcement. The announcement he made, yeah. That he's starting a new party. Yep. That the Republicans, to him, you know, I'm paraphrasing, y'all too crazy for me. That's exactly what he said. And I think it's other people y'all too crazy for. Yeah. And I'm starting a new party. What do you call it? The Common Ground? Common Ground. So well, what, it's, not a, it's not a party. It's in a, what do you call it? An organization. Well, okay. Oh, He's going to run as an independent. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, that's like non-denomination churches that became a denomination. It's the same thing, right? Uh, so what, let's... What? What denomination you non-denomination? <laughs> I thought that wasn't non-denomination. Yeah. It ain't. It's the denomination. Then why you, you say non-denomination? <laughs> um, so, but let, let's just talk about the, the concept of that, uh, where we are, because I, I want to talk about where we are in the state, uh, Blake, where the need to start a new organization, and is there a need for other people 
to hmm. start an organization. We haven't talked about this, but I've been having conversations about this. That's Not, funny. It's funny that you want to bring it up on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's just talk about So Jim Hendren, again, he says he need to, he, we need a common ground party. He wants to run an independent in the governor's race, mm-hmm. uh, which shows you that, I mean, somebody... I'm not questioning his authenticity, but there's also politics involved in this, which is you're not going to win a primary in a, as a Republican no. with Sarah Huckabee and, and Leslie Rutgers out there. No. You're just not going to do it. So you need to do something different. And his something different is running as an independent. Not having to have a primary. And not having and just showing up in November. <laughs> just yeah. skipping the step. Skipping the step, yeah. Hey, you know, shout out. Uh, that's, that's what your boy, uh, our uh, friend of the pod, Roger Talley, did. He skipped a step and ran independent. But did he not? Did he not? <laughs> but he also ran as a Democrat like two months before. <laughs> but and I'm, he ran as a Democrat like the year before that but, too. And so did uh, Hendra run as a Republican. He did. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. So he, you I know, mean, you that's know what, that. this time you won't see me in the spring. You see me in, in November. Right. 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 Yeah. You're gonna, right. you're gonna have to see me. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about that. And then I want to talk about Black. I want to get your take on whether. Is there a need, especially for people in our culture, black folks in general, to maybe look at, okay, you know, we're, we lean Democrat, but is there, should we be creating a new space? A people's party. Yeah. A party for the people, for the culture. The, the people party? People party. Okay. The, you already got the name? Are you making an announcement? <laughs> no. You I'm just made an announcement? No. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> But I do think that there is a need for people who have uh, like interest, who have, uh, to a certain extent, progressive um, ideologies um, that are concerned about the historic oppression of people and how we overcome that. Um, And when you say our, our culture, but it's a lot of people who experience the exact same struggle. As, as we do because they have less than. And and that was the same argument Fred Hampton was making in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they experienced the exact same struggle because they have less than. They are unheard. They have been forgotten about. They have been invisible. They, for, for whatever words you want to use, they are not in the, in the, the thought or a frame of thought when you're, when decisions are being made. And to that, to that extent, you have to um, say, are we going to do this to win elections or to finish second real close? Or are we going to have the, the true conversation and drive the conversation where it's needed? And that is the social and economic mobility of all people. And until, until a party is dedicated to talking, I'm talking about as a Democrat, until my party is dedicated to talking about our issues, to talking about uplifting and and more are more concerned prioritizing uplifting over compromising because I what I have seen hold on, hold on. say that again I want to make sure I you said uplifting over compromising okay yes. so we should uplift instead of compromise absolutely okay a lot of times we take steps backwards because we're trying to appease people who don't agree with us um and that's a numbers game you know when you have numbers you can do that. But at the same time, when people need your numbers to have numbers, then you have... You have leverage. You have leverage, absolutely. You took the words out of my mouth. You have leverage. And and if you don't ever acknowledge that leverage and use that leverage, your leverage ain't worth nothing. 
Call myself. I, I, I didn't want to do you. <laughs> and they, they don't know about oh, that. Man, they don't know about that. Why are you trying to put my business in the street? If you don't acknowledge it and use it. And we're, the, we're at a crossroad, literally. And I've been, we've been saying this for a half a decade. We are at a crossroads where it's going to be imperative that at some point we drive the ball down the field and stop going lateral to make sure everybody is okay. Cause we ain't been okay. And if, and if we're, we're taking positions of power now, which means we have to be assertive and aggressive, but we also have to expect that from our allies and from people who, who people who can be honest and say, oppression is real. It's been institutionalized and it's affecting segments and demographics of people across our city, across our state, and across the world. And in in that in that frame, Blake, so I hear what you're saying. You're saying unless the Democratic Party do those things, there may be an avenue for someone to do akin to what Jim Hendren did. Mm-hmm. Um does do you see so let's let's look at these um what's a uh what's a what's a good word? A uh, good vocab word. Uh, look at the dichotomy. Dichotomy. Look at you. Ooh, where are they? Dichotomy Lib- between liberal arts. If you went to liberal arts school, dichotomy was, was the first big word you learned. Hey, bro, if you didn't use dichotomy <laughs> in your papers, every paper talk about the dichotomy between the 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 the, 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 the parallel right. and the dichotomy. But <laughs> so let's let's talk about the dichotomy between what Hendren is doing with the Common Ground Party and the party that you're mentioning. Let's start with Hendren first. Do you see this being successful? Are there going to be enough people to say, hey, we feel you, this we coming be, with you, or are they going to say, nah, bro, you, you, you sold out the Republicans? This could be absolutely, this could be successful if, if a segment of Democrats feel like that they don't have another option. And that's not because they don't have another option, because they convince themselves they don't have another option. Because they have convinced themselves that we And you're to. talking about a segment of Democrats going and supporting supporting the common ground party because they feel like they don't have an option in a Democratic Party. Yes. No. They feel like the Democratic Party's not gonna win. Oh, yeah, that's they what I'm saying. They don't like the Democratic option. Right. So 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 they would rather have than. They would rather have Hendren than Rutledge. Than Sanders. So the success, and, and I think I agree with this. So the success of what you're saying is depending on who the Democrats elevate to the governor's position and how they're elevated and the work around mobilizing folks to get, you know, make sure people are registered and actually get out the vote is going to determine whether some Democrats. I think that has a lot to do with it, but a lot of times I think we should go back to framing again the how the party puts out the public perception of their candidates. A lot of times, I know people that have run, I've seen it, where the party be like, that eh, person ain't gonna win. I mean, if the party don't believe you're gonna win, how, how, <laughs> how are you gonna win? You gotta, uh, what two trains teaches, man? You gotta believe, believe in, in yourself. yourself. Exactly. Who yes. else gonna believe in Who you? else gonna believe in <laughs> uh, But that also means that the party has to understand that this coalition that they have is extremely fragile. Uh, they haven't. If they, if the Democratic Party believes they have a step up because the fragmentation of the Republican Party of the Republican Party, they're absolutely wrong. The Republican Party has been fragmented since 2010, when with the emergence of the Tea Party, right? And they have cleaned clock in our 
clean clock. Clean clock, bro. Is that a phrase? Is clean that a thing clock. people say? Clean our clock, yeah. Clean your clock. Knock, clean. knock you out. Clean I didn't heard clock. knock you out. Clean clock. Clean your clock. You see, you can tell you never played football. No, I did play football. At, uh, Q, you ever heard of clean, clean your clock? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I never heard anybody say clean clocks. Yeah, clean your clock. Okay. Well, okay. So let me let me give you a give you my take on that because I, I like where you're going, but I also think this is a. I think the flip side of what you said is also true, which is a wake up call, or you know, proverbial shot in the arm, if you will, to a Democratic Party because now, if any person was is willing to consider hindering as an independent or willing to consider the common ground party. Them, them people, they they fair game. How many Democrats are gonna be willing to? That's that's you gotta do. You you can't do numbers on the left side. Do numbers on the right side and don't do numbers on the left. No, side. no, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. You, you have to work both sides of the. Country. Right, you gotta go both ways. So just like he, you know, Hendren and those supporting him says that there's room for us to live in this lane. That's because you think there are some people on the right who ain't gonna mess with Huckabee and Rutledge. Rutledge. And there's some folks on the left who ain't going to mess with whoever the candidate is. But if I'm on the left, I'm looking at that and saying, there's some people that ain't going to mess with Huckabee and Rutledge, and they ain't really sure about this new party. Let's, let's be aggressive enough and, like you said, unapologetic enough about what we're doing so maybe those people come to our side. Maybe they done got pushed away, and they have a, now you got an opportunity to build even a bigger coalition that you ain't went out there, went after before. The key is that, is that Democrats or people on the left cannot fall for the okie doke. What's the okie doke? The okie doke is thinking that uh, Hendren is going to break off enough Republicans that if he only had a, a few of these middle of the road, oh, absolutely. yellow dog Democrats, that he, he could actually win this thing. Yeah. That's the okie doke. Let them run against, let a party who is who has been about uh, conservative values, what, first, the Second Amendment, uh, right to life, that's who they are. Uh, just because one is crazier than the other doesn't mean that's not who they are. No, that, that's absolutely true. But if if there's enough people, and I'm sure Hendren and his folks, they must have did some, some polling, some focus groups, some something to make this type of decision, there's enough people turned off about how Republican the Republicans are, then that means that they're they looking for something else, right? Yeah, and that's why so most of these Republicans used to be Democrats. We got we got to understand that. That's true. I mean, in two thousand two thousand. No, we have people who changed from the Democrat to 12, Republican Party. Twelve people who turned in the last four years. Yeah, that's just people who represented. Yeah, we looking at voters. We had seventy six Democrats in the House in two thousand eight. We have twenty four right now. So most of the people who have been voting Democrats for their entire lives are now voting Republicans. So if, if you if you think about that mindset, where are these people at anyway? That was already in the middle. They're already in the middle. So if 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 you let that happen, you're gonna draw, you're gonna pull that left party where? To the middle. To the middle, which is essentially pulling it where? To the right. To the right. And, and who's left out there? The people, the people who we need to be focused and on. And that goes back to my question. Then that goes and back I, to your people part. And their people, and I think that is if 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 people don't begin, if the powers of these parties don't begin to see how valuable, how necessity that the culture is to their party, then at some point the culture is gonna have to say, "Hey, um, you're gonna you're gonna have to pay me 
you're gonna have to pay me. You, you're gonna have to. You're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna run our. We're gonna have our intellectual property. We're gonna be who we are, and and, and we're gonna push agendas and and uh, issues that are important to us, regardless of party party of. of and there, there there there's value there. Now I'll say this, and then we can move on. But we've seen it. I mean, that's what happened, and we use this example all the time. But uh, that's what happened in Georgia. Exactly. And, and if you and you talking about Can the you leverage, you, you talking about the leverage. That's my le- look. You, look what happens when you, you have me. If, if Ossoff went to D.C. and voted against interests of black folk in Georgia, I mean that would be a slap to the face. Right. But. If you think about political parties, we're we're almost allowing that to happen. And John Ossoff, he's the senator who was elected in January from in Georgia. January from Georgia, yeah. yeah. So, but that's the same thing with political parties. If we allow political, if we allow the Democratic Party to just say, "Hey, we're going to continue to move, move to the middle, move to to what these people who are leaving us, we're going to continue to chase these and leave these," at some part, the po- person that's going to get left going to have to leave. Period. Going to have to leave the party. Right. And that, and that's what Jim Hendry is saying, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, so you, you, you know, and I, I brought that up because I know you had thoughts about it, but we've seen it happen on the right and uh, you may see it happen on the left yeah, where yeah. there may be a new party. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, Blake, is I want to give an update from city board perspective. Then I want to talk about a little bit about your experience in the House. Uh, but earlier this year, uh, a hate crime legislation mm-hmm. was uh, we talked about that a little bit before on the pod has been uh the bill has been filed, uh, came out with support from Governor Hutchison, uh, Hendren, George Elliott. Uh, there is somewhat of a bipartisan coalition as it relates to this hate crime legislation, uh, knowing that Arkansas is only one of three states without hate crime legislation. One of three. So 47 states have decided that if you commit a crime based on certain characteristics, there should be an enhancement of the penalties for that crime. Arkansas has not done so. Uh from the Little Rock City Board, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. We decided um, to issue a resolution in support of the hate crime legislation to, to let the uh, legislator know that the capital city, uh, the elected leaders of the capital city of Little Rock thinks our state needs to send the right message that we will not allow hate crime to happen. Uh, so you will hear about that, see that, and we'll see how it plays out in the state house. Uh, but from your experience, Blake, why why is this an issue? I mean, what what did you see at the legislature where people were fighting against this? Hypocrisy. Okay. This is uh, straight. Uh, it's it's hypocrisy. It's supremacy, and it's um, fear. What they scared of? They scared of if you do consider everyone is equal. If you if you have if you do you also have to consider that those have some people have been treated unfairly, and that some people are targeted because they are different. Um, if you can pass a legislation that enhances penalties for for crimes against police officers, you are inherently you're explicitly saying that some groups deserve protect more protection than others. If you admit that some groups deserve more protection, and you fail to admit the, the groups who deserve more, and you, you fail to admit that some groups are not like you, some groups have been oppressed by people who um, may look like you or may believe in, 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 the, same, in the same principles that, that you do, then, then now inherently what you're saying is that I was wrong. 
And instead of fixing it, I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. And that that's an interesting point because I re- I went back and I read some of these articles about the uh, this hate crime bill in preparation for city board uh, vote, and there was a lot of discussion over. There were some people on the people who are opposed to this bill saying, "Hey, this is going to police our thoughts." There's a lot of confusion on. Like, if we enact this, if we think a certain way, that's wrong. You're limiting our First Amendment right to speech. And to me, Blake, that almost is like, that's blatant. That's like, hey. It's very blatant. We racist, and we want to be. Yeah. And you can't stop it. Like, I mean, really? Yeah. Um, So I'm excited that my colleagues at the city board are going to take a stand against that because that's something that's much needed. Uh, We definitely keep y'all updated on higher progress, but um, that I I think you put it best. You said hypocrisy, fear, and what was the other one? Supremacy. Supremacy. Those strong warriors, bro. I mean, it's 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 a lot of reasons why people make make some of the um, the covert decisions that that they make especially in policy. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't want to come out and say it, but in the back of their mind it's does this how does this affect how I see myself, how other people see me and what I say. And and if they can't if they can't square with that then you know, they it's it's going to be a tough sell for them. And and hopefully it is, because uh, it, it needs to happen. We can't be. I mean, you talking about Arkansas? We 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 can't be last in everything, Blake. We can't be last we, education, we, we last in income. We be going for the we want the last one. Still got Confederate star on the flag, right? Confederate star, last in hate crime legislation. I want to. I want to. Let's be do something, something right. Yeah, I'll be first in something sometime. But recreational marijuana. How about that? That's the first one. First, first in the south. We be first in the south. First in the south. We'll let you get high. Let you get high. <laughs> To your own, <laughs> on your own supply, <laughs> on your own supply. <laughs> well, we obviously will keep y'all updated on the news on our uh, social media, and uh, shout out to those who've been reaching out on social media. We had a few people trying to uh, collaborate. Uh, I want to give a special shout out, Blake. I went to Zaza Pizza in the Heights. It's, the, it's, it's, it's legit. It's legit. I told you that. It's legit, bro. So I go there. And I'm placing my order. I got my mask on, my hat on. They said, what's your name? I say, A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. And it was like, I love the pod. <laughs> and I was like, that's what's up. So shout out to you, to, to all the people at Zaza Listen to the pod. And for we the culture, you. if you haven't got the Zaza's barbecue chicken pizza with, with a little side of ranch, you're sleeping. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's for the culture right Yeah, there. expanding your horizon. That's, that's for the culture. That, barbe- <laughs> that barbecue chicken pizza from Zaza's, man. Hey, like- hey, sorry, that's too much shout out. We're going to have to pay. Yeah, we're going to have to pay. We're going to have to pay. Hey, there ain't no sponsorship yet. Zaza, hey, holler at us yeah, if you, if yeah, you want yeah. something. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll keep uh, keep y'all updated on social media. What can they find us at, Blake? On Facebook at Rock the Culture, on Instagram at Rock the Culture, and on Twitter at Rock the Culture. And I'm on all social media, A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. Bro, you just passed your, your spelling limit for the pie. You know you're going to I did it, it like, what, four times? Yeah, you know you're going to do it twice, bro. Bro, don't get mad at me because you don't even know your own name. Because I, I can spell my name. You said you would. You said you about spelling names. We want to talk about spelling names. That's old. Why you bringing up old stuff? Why you bringing up old stuff? Two takes, three terms, Chiefs in the building. You can, call, you can find me on Instagram at RepBlake36. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks.